hate the player, don't hate the game, especially when the player is you. Pun pals. Okay, so there's a deadly relic now targeting the third plex perplexing chimera, which put four more perplexing chimera triggers on the stack. At that point, I, I, I just called the judge. So it, it, it was just too confusing. And she told me, bro, this is a casual commander pickup game in the hotel lobby, and I need to get back to the actual hall and help the people in the CDH tournament who didn't scrub out. <laughs> That's like, like when you call a judge... Um, in like the Friday night before the event, that's my absolute favorite. Because if you just raise your hand and yell "judge," you'll get a judge call. Like, it works. It might be a random person that shows up, but someone will come and they could theoretically lie. Someone could walk in like off the street, and be like I'm, I'm a judge. What do you need? Have you played like the the flavor judge variant of Magic, where it's like shit like that? Like you can do anything as long as you could argue that like based on the art or the card, like, it should be allowed to happen. No, that sounds disgustingly upsetting to play. It's, like, not fun, but it is fun for, like, the first time you do it, and then you get hyper-competitive about it, and it's like, oh, like, this is actually miserable. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm good. I'm good. You've seen the, the Flavor Judge card, right? From, un, un, uh, from the unsets? No, I haven't. One white, one colorless, it's a 2-2. Two, two. You can tap it. Choose target spell or an ability that targets a permanent you control. Then ask a person outside of the game if the story of what will happen will make sense. If they say no, sacrifice Flavor Judge and counter that spell or ability. Oh, yeah, I do know. I do know exactly. Yeah, that one. That one is infuriating. No thank you. Which, no thank you, I think is a perfect segue into our podcast, which is most what people say when we bring it up this welcome to punt pals um i am lauren one of your co-hosts better also known partially also known as mtg hot dog mtg underscore MTG hot. underscore hot dog i am a twitter person i am a cdh tournament grinder i do social media and consulting for eminence gaming i am on this podcast and i like to tell people that i'm sponsored by propaganda mtg shout out and wear their merch and when people ask me what's propaganda i say i don't know which he loves considering he sponsors me how about you who are you how did you get in, in here i don't even know i woke up i was here I'm Josh. I'm one of the members of Elder Drunken Highlander, which is a YouTube channel that does uh, weird casual decks and sometimes occasionally CDH vlogs. I also occasionally write for Eminence Gaming, like very, very rarely. Um, there might be like two articles out by the time this episode drops. Great. That's it. That's what I do. Uh, also, I play a lot of Magic, and that's why I'm on this podcast, because I lose a lot of Magic, like 75% of it. Because I play Commander. I don't want to brag, but I had a lot of bad events. My Eminence profile is worse than a twenty-five percent win rate. I am I'm envious of a twenty-five percent win rate reflected on my Eminence profile. Mine was at forty percent at one point, but now it's ticking back down there. Mine was at zero percent for a chunk of time after I think two or three oh four drop events in a row, and I am fighting for my life to climb out of that hill right now. I was explaining to I was explaining the podcast to, to somebody I was at dinner with, and I explained the premise is you know in this four player format you're barring other 
reasons, you're statistically going to win games 25% of the time on average. And she wanted to see my my profile because I was just showing her eminence and, and I showed her my profile. And she's like, oh, this is this is below 25%. <laughs> it was it was extremely humbling for me. It was it was a big growth moment, <laughs> I think. I was I was really thrilled that she was able to put two and two together like that. It was very fun. <laughs> to get fucking wow. roasted. I'm sorry. But yeah, that's us. I think you and I are in a weird spot because we were playing so much magic for like we were a very long chunk of time and i i mean obviously we both play but there there's kind of a lull between events right now and i think when that lull happens people generally are playing less including us yeah what what have yeah. what have you been doing not playing magic oh i've uh i got a um so my my wonderful co-host kevin moved out of my apartment and then my wonderful co-host austin moved into my apartment and so i've been doing dealing with that uh for the most part but it's coming together we have a really nice space the studio's fully set up and it's sick that's really cool. Um, I did actually just play Magic immediately before this. I was on uh, Eminence Gaming's uh, YouTube live stream playing Zyrus, the Writhing Storm, and uh, I might have punted game one. I kept a first seven that was like, if I got a gamble, it was going to like turbo out the one ring and be really deadly. I had a breach in my hand, too. It was going to it was gonna absolutely win. And uh, then I discarded the Mana Crypt that I gambled for, and it was really sad. Yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe that was a punt. Maybe I should have gone deeper on mulligans there. But Damn. I thought that was a really sweet seven. So I don't know. Um, and then game two, though I didn't punt. I did everything right. I like tutored for interaction and like also cast an autumn's veil. And, like had everything on my side and like final fortune protection and just like got got by so many different niche pieces of interaction from fucking Corvold. Corvold noxious revivaling my snap as I wanted <laughs> to return it with eternal witness to untap my guy's cradle and make infinite mana and kill everyone with infinite damage from the perforos that i had on board after like three other win attempts and that sequence got stopped i did it so well so i'm kind of proud of myself there even though i still died to my final fortune trigger um that one was kind of cool that's pretty so, hot yeah yeah but i do have a, a pretty good pud story that i've been saving i saved it for this one i didn't want to use it in the cookout recap because it's not actually about the event cookout it's about side events at the cookout and uh that's what this episode is about. It's all about uh, the the real friends are the punts you make along the way, which is uh, the side events at tournaments. Um, and uh, I was, so I was playing casual commander um, after scrubbing out of the cookout with uh, uh, fellow, fellow scrub outies, uh, uh, Luke, our friend, uh, Luke, our friend, Chris, and uh, our um, head of HR, Louis Stardust. <laughs> and uh, it was a, uh, it was a pretty fun game. Uh, Luke was playing uh, my a zombie Lady of Scrolls deck, and uh, oh no no I'm sorry I'm sorry it wasn't it wasn't Chris we played a game with Chris after it was it was Cody it was Hal mm. uh, Helenium from the from the the secretary of the hated miscast our bitter rivals um, anyway mm. uh, Luke uh, is playing a zombie Lady of Scrolls which is one of my casual decks. And I was playing um, Mono Black Reverse Doomsday, which is another one of my casual decks. Uh, and the Reverse Doomsday deck like exiles its win cons and then uses Mirror Fate to put them all back in its library, which is like a Reverse Doomsday. You know, it's it's really silly, and I really enjoy playing it. And it's kind of bad, but who cares? Um, uh, Cody was playing uh, uh, d the the most expensive Tejada deck in the world, <laughs> and he's just going off, and. Uh, 
Luke had a, like a rooftop storm on the battlefield and not much else going on, but he had like free casting of zombies. And so I go to my turn and we're all going to die to Cody and I know it, but I'm like, I'm talking smack and I go, well, you know what? At least I'll be able to activate my mirror fate and do something cool with it because I know for a fact, none of you guys, like you're all tapped out. So none of you can interact with this. That's what I said uh, against my own mono blue deck that I built by myself that I was very proud of that I loaned to multiple people because it's a very fun deck. I, uh, I, need to, I need to look up the name of this card. I cracked my mirror fate and, and Luke free casts this, this fucking four mana exploit zombie that counters the activated ability of mirror fate. <laughs> yeah, it's when uh, overcharge amalgam exploits a creature, counter target spell, activated ability, or triggered ability. And it's um, pretty good when you have rooftop storm on the battlefield. You can flash that puppy in because it has flash and uh, counter something. That's that's pretty good. And you know why he did it? Yeah, because like I wasn't gonna win with that mirror fate activation. I was just gonna do something funny and then die to Cody anyway. He did it because I said there's no way that you have a free counter spell. I built that deck and I know it. I know you don't have it. And. Uh, I was just very dumb. That was very dumb of me. You, uh, so, you you punted in the politicking phase. I know. I didn't even get to do the cool thing I wanted to do, which admittedly might have killed Luke, but not Cody. So I, fair, I guess. But <laughs> that's that's okay. Yeah, oh yeah. I I I do be eating my own words frequently in casual magic because I'm a big time shit talker. Because it's very fun to be a big time shit talker. Well, also, there's that, you die. the story you told in episode one where if I don't win this game, it's a real deck building issue proceeds to lose. Oh, yeah. dude! I just love to open my mouth. It's really funny. So, I mean, like, honestly, it's fine. Like, if I didn't enjoy that, that do that happening to me getting blown out that way, I like if I wasn't entertained by it, I wouldn't like bait myself with these situations so much by saying shit like that. Because honestly, I think it's hilarious. I love that. It's just super funny. I was trying to think of a punt to bring up for my punt of the pals. I think my biggest punt, honestly, is I, I haven't been playing. I, I was huge on the grind set, you know, prepping for the cookout and Surfside showdown. And since then, I was... I, I've played a little bit here and there, like on Scotty Baker's streams from Amped Gaming and just like little like games like that. But like I, I haven't like done anything. I needed the break from Magic, but it's also like I think that that's a that's a that's a tough road to go down because you can punt in the preparation phase because not playing you generally will be worse, and not putting reps in with your deck will make you worse. Unless you're Ben, unless you're Ben, and you just show up and win Silicon Dynasty one, yeah. which I'm not Ben. I'm not that good, but I yeah. I need all the help and practice I can get. I just haven't been playing. I went and saw the front bottoms. That was cool. That band's great. So we good. Love that band. Would yeah. be really cool if we did a photo shoot in the style of that band. Yeah, we should also get matching pajamas and do a photo shoot. That would be sick. Why haven't we thought of this before? I don't know. I don't know. I think. I think that uh, next time we go to a tournament, we should definitely do it outside, probably a Waffle House, and then maybe also in uh, one of the hotel rooms. Super down. All right, cool, cool. Perfect. Great. This is why we're co-hosts. Scott, Scotty Baker on the photography. Yeah, and then Louis Stardust can be our art and set director, and then we'll have Ian as our uh, security. Yeah, yeah, might as well, because she's HR, right? 
yeah she'll keep us yeah. in line but also make sure we're not like violating any like work protocols that would be really uncomfortable if we did that so yeah we, I, i'd like to pride ourselves on both our professionalism and we don't we don't mix business with pleasure you know we 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 play magic no, for the podcast but mm-hmm. Like, besides that, like, I know you're really into motocross. I'm always fixing cars. Like, <laughs> this is this is not, like, a hobby to us. This is a business. Actually, I stopped doing motocross, and now I, I paint and build model motorcycles because it's – I realize that motocross is very dangerous, and uh, I don't, I don't want to have to get hurt and spend the rest of my life unable to do my other hobby, which is uh, – swimming the butterfly across large bodies of water such as lakes ponds and rivers <laughs> i don't <laughs> want to talk about that one anyway so magic cards overcharged amalgam we're gonna counter this uh this line of conversation right here fuck it's not yet uh, i'll let it resolve uh we're talking about side events things to do well not necessarily side events but also just random things to do outside of tournaments for when when you punt too much and then you can't play in the tournament anymore because you're not gonna you're not gonna have any chance of getting to the elimination rounds so uh yeah there's there's lots of other things to do on the side of tournaments and they're all really 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 fun i think a prime example of like what's cool side events can exist was at punt city 2 when they had the the one piece the yeah though the one piece event the the cash yeah, one piece it, event i thought that was so genius because not only did it give players something else to do, but also get, let them like kind of, okay, I'm going to take a break for magic. Maybe I'm frustrated with magic. I didn't make top 16. I can go play in this other thing, but it also brought one piece players to the event hall, which I think just all in all, just bringing people together, like vendors brought one piece cards. I I just thought overall it was a really cool experience to see that kind of on a, on a, on a level that I don't think we've necessarily have seen before, like cross TCG, but it, it was honestly a success. I think like 30 people showed up to play one piece, which is awesome for a magic tournament. That's like, yeah, like just under 25% of the people under the tournament. Yeah, for real. It's crazy. Not bad. Not bad. And they did popper the year before that at Pun City one. Oh, really? Yes, they did. Yeah. It was, I wanted to enter it, but I was in top 16, but I was like, I was really excited. I was going to borrow one of Kai's decks. Austin actually entered it. He had some red black Kadolfa Forge Master deck or something like that, or Kadolfa Rebirth deck, something like that, um, with goblins, and uh, he had a lot of fun. So that was pretty sick. The one they did at the cookout, the um, the last chance, not the last chance, the reverse last chance qualifier, as I was calling it, <laughs> the uh, the secondary tournament after the tournament, the cookout to revenge of the cookout. Um, that one was pretty cool. That one was really popular too. A lot of people did that. Yeah, I think it's a great way to keep players invested. Um, people went there to play Magic. Maybe they didn't play their best Magic. You punted, 104 punt. Um, or you just got hecked by variants. Not me. Never me. No, never me either. <laughs> um, we, don't, we, don't, we don't play in a high variance format, though, Josh. No, no, actually, we play in the most consistent format in all of Magic the Gathering. Yeah. I'm I'm glad we're both well versed enough to to understand this. Yep, yep, yep. This and pack wars. That's what I'm all about. Yeah, I spec hard in the pack wars. I'm always reading about the new meta. It's really, really difficult to keep up with the pack wars meta. 
It's like I never know what cards are in the pack. It's it's a struggle. Well, you can tell. So if you look at the UPC code on the back, you can. Um, there's usually 25 to 30 digits, and based on the positioning, printing quality, the color, and the texture of those printing digits, you can usually determine what rare is going to be in there. And they're specifically seated that if you can determine what rare is in there, you know what the foil is going to be based on the angle of how the pack is packaged, and therefore you can determine all 15 to 16 cards in the pack. Oh, okay. I was using the, the taste method <laughs> until I got a really, really bad paper cut on my tongue from licking a pack, and uh, then I just kind of stopped doing that one. This is a little off topic, but I would like to bring this up. I convinced, this is so off topic, I convinced my coworkers today, or one of my coworkers today, that horses were considered motorcycles in the state of California when they're on the freeway. <laughs> this is not even we were already off topic that i mean that makes sense like right they can go in the breakdown lane and stuff my whole argument was no i looked it up they're allowed to split lanes (laughs) that's a very california thing to say and they're like no that's not real i was like no i found the law they're allowed to split lanes and therefore considered motorcycles and everyone's like whoa that's crazy just like you're like in the highway and some cop on a horse comes by and the horse just like shits on like the side of your car that's la baby welcome to the big leagues kid (laughs) (laughs) do you have the adopt a highway program i feel real bad for because like that's a, a business or organization adopts like a stretch of highway definitely not imagine it though like it's gridlock rush hour and it's me atop a palomino i just got off work cruising splitting the lanes like i'm using hand signals on my horse they honk they startle your horse it rears back smashes someone's mirror it, the horse has an existential crisis about the cost of your insurance and has a heart attack, falls backwards, and breaks its ankle. And then, now what? Now what are you going to do? You can't call AAA for a horse. No, I have to call a vet. But yeah, <laughs> it happened again. <laughs> They're like, Lauren, you need to stop taking these gorgeous stallions on the freeway. And I'm like, I can't stop. They're considered motorcycles. I'm just imagining <laughs> you like saddling up at a biker bar <laughs> my hog my hog's parked outside it's just this fucking dumb horse eating hay it knocks over all the bikes in the row <laughs> how many horsepower is your hog uh one it's a horse <laughs> and i'm like yeah alfalfa's really gone up nowadays hey eh, boys <laughs> everyone's sitting regular in the stools and you like bow leg it <laughs> I push open like their saloon doors from a fucking Midwest or not a Midwest. I have Midwest email on the brain from a Western film. We are so incredibly off topic. Uh, there's also like other games that you could other formats that you could play besides commander on a horse at tournaments. If you wanted to pretend to ride a horse around the event hall, you can bring horse tribal to casual commander. That's what I usually do is I try to, not horse tribal, but I try to get people to play casual commander. And if they don't have a deck, I will loan them one because I bring a lot. And it's very, very fun. I really, really enjoy it. It's a good time. You're just horsing around. Yep. Oh, you know it. My decks are very weird and hard to figure out, but CDH players are generally very intuitive. They're also like, I really enjoy playing casual with CDH players in general. They get 
a lot less salty about stuff and they're just having fun with it casting their spells it's like a really good time one of my favorite memories of um the cookout was you have your reverse doomsday deck ashok from theros the three mana one to exile the top three cards of your library knowing that if i was like all right either i'm fueling him or i hit the mirror of fate and just the look on your face, literally it was like an hour into the event, we had just seen each other, and I exile your mirror of fate, you're like, well, my deck doesn't do anything anymore, and it was just so <laughs> fucking fun. Oh, that was hilarious. That was so, so funny. I was really happy about that. Yeah, that was a great time. That was, that was such a silly game. That was your um, that was your deck that was uh, all signed things with Nakuzar, right? Yeah, I was playing my, my Nekusar all signed cards. Eventually, it'll be 100 signed cards by 100 different artists. It's, like, so fun to build that deck, too. And I love, like, I know we have on our outline, like, playing casual commander, like, once the CDH event is over or when we're waiting or whatever. Or before but, it. Or before it, yeah. It, it's it's one of my favorite decks to play because figuring out the power level of it is so up in the air. And, I'm like, I'm not looking at card quality, really. I'm just looking at, oh... I already have a John Avon card. Uh, I have another one. Uh, what do I cut? And it's like, oh, I just cut the other John Avon card. But then, like, it's just always fluctuating. Like, Eric Deschamps, or Deschamps, or however you pronounce his name. Sorry, Eric, if you're a listener of the podcast. He has, like, 250, 300 cards probably at this point. I had to, like, cut Venser to put in Spark Double. And it's like, hmm, these do not do the same thing at all. I wonder if this will work. Hmm. That is really fun, though. That is really fun. Cool. It's also fun, like, besides just casual. Because, like, I will, I will talk about casual forever. We just steer away for the... We've already talked about horses for, like, 20 minutes. But, like, I feel like casual commander games are, like, at, at CDH tournaments, in my, like, personal experience, are always the highest quality casual games I ever play. They're just really, really, really fun. Because CDH players just, just have so much fun with it. It's really great. When when you get people who don't normally play casual that much and don't really fucking care, they're just like, I just want to see what this deck does. I haven't played it in like a month and a half because I've been practicing CEDH. Like, I feel like the game is a lot more fun than when you have people who are just like, like, no, I need to win this game of like magic. And you're trying to just like chill out before a tournament and just like put some spells in the stack and make jokes and stuff. So I feel like... I feel like it's it's very very high quality casual games. It's very very fun to play. Um, I don't know. It's it's frustrating sometimes when someone sharks you out of a casual game. They, they like kill your mana rocks or something, or uh, or like if somebody does that when like like some, to somebody when everyone gets really salty about it afterwards. Like that usually doesn't. Neither of those scenarios really happen in a CDH game. Right. Or when with, when CDH players are playing casual, at least like the tournament games I've played. It's like literally never been solved. Even when someone just like gets like a like single target removed their whole board, they're just like, Well, ah, I guess I'm dead. Because <laughs> like that's that's just thing that happens in CDH. They're used to it. It's whatever. But there's other things you can do besides casual commander. Like what? <laughs> there's well, there's uh actually wait, hold on. So I have a I have a friend um who comes to locals with me, he comes to rip and ship, and he uh, came to the uh and he brings like a sh- like a shitload of tiny leader deck. He loves them. And he just like goes around in between rounds. And he's like, "Hey, like, want to play tiny leaders?" And he'll play, uh, he'll play tiny leaders with other people in the in between. And he'll introduce the the format to other people. And it's really, really, really fun. It's it's great. I will always enjoy. It. Wait, I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna actually get him on here. And if if you are able to, because I couldn't tell you off the top of my head the rules and regulations of tiny leaders. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Tiny Leaders is a 50-card singleton format where you have a uh, commander, and your deck must follow the color identity of your commander. And um, the other kind of caveat is it has to be everything converted mana cost three or less. And uh, that's more or less the gist of it. There's a ban list, and uh, there's, like, different, like, spinoffs of the rules. Um, there's, I don't know, there's a, oh, it's 25 life as well. That's the other thing. And there's no commander damage. Yeah, it's sick. I like to play, um, I have a couple decks. I have uh, Mono Red, My Favorite Cards, uh, Typle. And uh, basically, uh, the commander fluctuates. It's Kari Zev right now. So I can play Ragavan. We banned Ragavan. So my <laughs> right now, my joke is that I'm playing Ragavan anyway. Suck it. Because I was playing Ragavan, obviously. When he came out, everyone's like, okay, that's nuts. You can't, like, Zergo Bell Striker was already really strong. Um, and now there's Roga, like Rograk and like other commander was already really strong. So it's just like Ragavan is just nuts. So I was playing that, but now I'm playing fake Ragavan. And I'm just playing like all my favorite burn spells. It's not a very good deck. I wouldn't take it to an event or like a tournament if there ever was a hypothetical tiny leaders tournament, but it's just very fun to play. Right. And then I have a, a blue white humans deck. That's actually pretty nasty. It's like not fully tuned, but, um, if I did tune it, I think it'd actually be really, really good. A lot of the humans are three CMC or less, and uh, blue is good color. And uh, I usually the commander can be like really whatever. I have Daxos in the latest right now, just because like if I'm out of the game, he's some card advantage, and he gets me in with my opponent's stuff and gains me life, which is relevant because there's no commander damage and infinites are less common in this format. So and plus he's like a beater; he's hard to he's hard to block. Um, so it's kind of cool. Um, and then uh, I have a couple other decks that I. I took a, I have a Dosin deck that I play sometimes, which is basically just like a mono green aggro deck. Yeah, mono red prison's really good. I was playing that for a bit. I'm going to bring that back. Also, Gruel Prison with Clothis, because uh, she exiles things from graveyards, makes you mana, and you can play like moons. You can play like a lot of land destruction. It's a deck that you have to like prepare for with the sideboard if you're afraid of seeing it in a tournament, but you'll be in the sideboard. You just exile that Clothis, and then they. <laughs> And we have our friend Alex here. Hi, Alex. Oh, hello. Hello. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm good. Nice to meet you. You too. So we are discussing fun things to do at events besides the main event. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say you scrubbed out, punted out, and you're with your pals. Uh, Josh was mentioning that you are the tiny leader's plug pal. And I would love to, and we would love to hear about Tiny Leaders, what you have to say about Tiny Leaders, and I want to hear your indoctrination techniques for to get people into <laughs> Tiny Leaders. Absolutely. Um, like I said, I love Tiny Leaders. It's such an unbelievably fun format. It's uh, You can build so many different things that would just be terrible in Commander with 100 cards, and like no big support but because you're limited to the cmc and um 50 cards there's a ton more options that you can just like make work or things you can't like flesh out to a hundred card deck are just much much more viable um my my usual pitch is um i ask if someone wants to play tiny leaders and usually it's one of two responses it's what is that and the kind of very skeptical like i think i've heard of that format and i go it's super fun i have two decks you don't need to know anything to play you just start playing the deck and um 
I usually have a couple decks that I bring to events that I know I'm gonna like try and play with um, like randos from the pods I've been in, um, like in between rounds and things like that. Uh, I have, oh, so you you pick the people that you played against after your pod. That makes sense because you're out of the game at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Or if we if the pod just like somehow gets done in like twenty or thirty minutes, and yet still have like three other pods that are probably going to go to time. You just have so much time just to like play around and stuff. Um, and Tiny Leaders games go so quick. You can like do like full three round sets of games with like a couple different combinations of decks and people can really get into it. Yeah, it's another nice thing with the format is it's really, really fast. Mm-hmm. You, Unless you're playing control, I guess. Um, it, it's really, really fast to beat like to like finish the Tiny Leaders game. It's also 10 card sideboards, forgot that. Oh, yeah. That's cool. I, uh, I'm an animal. I don't sideboard like any of my decks. <laughs> I occasionally sideboard. I don't sideboard when I'm just playing for fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we did have that little tournament. We had a, a Tiny Leaders tournament. Um, it was a tiny, tiny Leaders tournament. <laughs> I think there were like, like six of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, at the same time, there was, uh, an online, like, internal tournament for Eminence. Like, it was the Eminence Invitational, and I played both of them at the same time. <laughs> I duo-queued, so I had brought my laptop and my setup and Tana Malcolm to the, uh, the, uh, place where we were doing the tournament, and I recorded a vlog of me playing Tana Malcolm in the tournament while also playing Mono Green Dosen, because, uh, you know, Dosen means I don't have to pay as much attention to the Tiny Leaders game because the Dosen and Instance don't matter. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, who cares anyway? And uh, I actually did pretty okay. I didn't come in last in either tournament, so that's great. Yeah. yeah. And so people are pretty receptive, though. Like, either you both lose a game or you beat them. You're like, hey, I know we just had this wonderful CDH game <laughs> together, but let's play some Tiny Leaders. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's... Um... Like I said, the games are so fast, and the decks are usually like very straightforward because there's much less combo potential and more just value and aggro. Um, so it's usually just a good time um, either way. And there's because you, it's hard to get. I mean, you can't get mana screwed, but obviously the most expensive thing you're ever going to want to cast is three. So it's much easier to not have such one-sided games. Um, like if someone gets flooded or someone gets um, like can't get lands usually you can come back or it's not a very high ceiling anyway um but yeah i'll always bring um at least two or three uh tiny leaders games and everybody who i've ever had agree to sit down and play some games like there's always a smile on their face they're always like wow this is a really fun uh format i'm gonna check it out um yeah just always a good time that's awesome yeah it, it, it is you have to tell us a punt story now, Alex. Oh yeah, this is yeah, that's the that's the toll for coming on. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, the most recent uh, tournament we played in Newington. For the life of me, I can't remember what they called that event. So that was the that was one at tabletop. Yes, at tabletop. Yeah. Um, I I was doing pretty well. Um, I was. Getting all my pieces, I was playing uh, Varagoth, the Blood Sky Sire. Um, so the whole deck just wants to get Opposition Agent as fast as I can. 
tutor whatever blue player is at the table for their Thoracle or their you win the game Jace and demonic consultation my way out of a library and that's just kind of how the deck wants to win um so I had the opposition agent I had gotten another player's um you win Jace and I played it and I demonic consultation for a gamble and got rid of my library and I I don't think it would have mattered because the player who ended up bouncing the Jace to my hand by the next turn, I'm pretty sure had the mana to cast that instant that did it on my turn anyway. But I was staring at my board and I was like, okay, there's no cards in my library. I don't have much mana left. There's nothing in my hand that helps. I'm staring at my board and I was like, wait, how do I win? And I forgot that Jace could target someone else to mill and still make me draw a card and win. I was oh, like no. staring at Jace and I was like, okay, but like, what do I do now? Like there's, I, th I think I'm out. I think I just like ran out of gas and I just have to pass the turn. <laughs> and it was just staring me in the face that I just hadn't activated Jace that turn. I was like, wow. but how do I win? <laughs> hmm. Turns out reading your cards and knowing your deck can increase your win rate. I wouldn't know. It is. It's a, uh, it's secret tech there. Um, we have when the cookout recap one from two weeks ago when I didn't read Malcolm. <laughs> uh, that was bad. Um, I do want to ask Alex, just to completely put you on the spot, besides Tiny Leaders, do, are there any other formats or things like post-punt that you enjoy doing at events? Oh, man. Um, so specifically at events, um, I mean, Josh knows... Uh, Bloons is usually a go-to. Bloons Tower Defense 6. Oh, Blue Tower Defense is such a good game. It's great. Um, yeah. uh, whether it's you're playing... Um, you can play co-op with people there, or if you just want to run a map solo real quick. Um, that's a, the kind of game where you can also... You can do that like while watching your pod if it's still going, or another pod. Um, you kind of just like look down and like place a few towers and then like look away and you can like watch the game for a little bit and like go back and go back and forth so you can still sort of like participate in the event going on but you can sort of step back and be a little removed i'll tell you one more thing about tiny leaders lauren okay before, before we move on uh you can play rogues rog and it's decently similar <laughs> wait okay i'm actually uh, interested that, now <laughs> you fastest oracle is banned We're, we'll start there fastest oracle is banned yeah. Um, and all the fast mana is banned. So we'll, we'll start there. You can't do a lot of crazy combo things the same way. But your deck's only 50 cards, so manual brain freeze. Okay. So you, what you do is you uh, you can breach mm -hmm. with an offer you can't refuse and either Paradise Mantle or Jeweled Amulet and uh, going off that way. Um, and then you make a bunch of mana, you brain freeze yourself, and then you can cast Laboratory Maniac on a way to draw a card from your graveyard. You have to breach that way. I love that. That sounds yeah, it's, fun and complicated. It's, it's really, really sick. There's also just like just like a lot of like um, things like Git Probe and stuff like that for uh, just manual lab man stuff. And then also you can brain freeze your opponent if you go hard enough and then pass to them. You can do that too. It's really fun. It's really it's really sick. It's on like a lot of the tutors are banned, so you get to run like shred memory as a way to find all your pieces. But it's good. Shred memory is sweet. Um, 
It's like dock sizing your sideboard because it's a 1v1 format. Uh, so, you know, you don't know if you're going to be able to go off turn three with, uh, or, like, or turn two with a dock side. So you uh, have it on your sideboard for when you go against Affinity, which is one of the best decks in the format. So you'll be against Affinity a lot. You have a great Affinity matchup because you sideboard Dockside. Right. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's a really fun deck. All right, Alex, before you go, where can we where can we find you? Tell us a little bit about uh, where we can where we can find you and what yeah. people who want to hear more from you can do. Oh man, um, I am part of a group called the MTG Homebrew Network podcast. We um, are mostly on YouTube right now, putting out deck techs and also uh, video form podcasts. Uh, we're looking to um, release those on Spotify and like audio only outlets as well soon. Um, we are at MTG Homebrew Network um, podcast on YouTube and also on Discord, where we. Um, like poster videos and talk a lot about um, mostly commander and tiny leaders. Um, that's where I'm sort of trying to build up the uh, the player base for that format, make it really blow up someday soon. Um, but yeah, uh, that name at, on YouTube or Discord and other places soon. Hell yeah, that's really exciting. Yeah, thank you very, very much. This is so fun. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for being on. Appreciate it. Hope to see you at the next event. Hope to see you as well this is very exciting um, you have to come to the east coast lauren get over here i'm trying i'm trying <laughs> yeah one day one day we will uh go to an event together and one day Vergoth might uh pull out a win maybe we'll see. stoked we'll see. for it i want to build tiny leaders now so you're in luck it's uh, the joke i always say is it is the best uh supported format out there I, uh, I think some other honorable mentions in addition to to tiny leaders is Dan Dan, I know, is a fan favorite that we've played a lot of events and all the different kind of variations of Dan Dan that exist as well. There's a I play the mono, mono red. One. That one's sick. Yep. That one's so fun. I've, I like that so much I've, better than actual Dan Dan. It's so much fun. Oh, really? It's just like there's a lot of variants, which is silly to me, and I enjoy that. And it's just like you just go and like turbo out the uh, – I forget their name, but the one that you discard the card, they get cheaper. Um, the sarcophagus-looking motherfucker. That guy. Hollow one, thank you. Yeah, uh, and like, there's like just a lot of silly cards in there. I whoever cast the Kozilek, I don't know. It's just fun. Also, um, I played Trippin with Luke. Uh, this is like the second time I'm gonna shout out Luke this episode, uh, and uh, that was really really sick. I really enjoyed Trippin. That one was very 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 fun. It's like a can-trip-based format. So it's like uh, you, you like manage your cards in hand, your opponent's cards in hand, and you play a lot of cantrips against each other. And it's about like denying cantrip triggers to other people and trying to like slowly edge your opponent out on cards um, while, tri- while cantripping. And it's very, very fun. I really enjoy it. Um, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's sick. It's sick. I've seen a mono-white version of it as well where you play like a lot of Aethersworn canonists and stuff. That seems gross. Like, But it's Dan Dan-esque, yeah. It's like Battle Chess-esque, but... Very odd, but I, I like creativity. Like I like the the creativeness of, of trying to figure out these kind of self contained magic mini games, which are perfect for for post punt side events. Yeah, I want to see someone bring some Jumpstar. I'd love to play some Jumpstar. Oh, that would be fun! Like the self contained packs and stuff. Yeah, that'd be sick. That'd be sick. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna jumpstart into our outro. If, if there are, like, side events or side game things that you play at events and we did not mention them, please let us know because 
I want to play them because brain go fast, games fun, magic fun, and it is wonderful to like learn these new formats. And it's also a great way to like meet people at events. Like, right, you you, you can make a lot of friends by just going, "Hey, we're gonna do this thing together. It's gonna be a little wacky, but we're doing it." It's true. It's true. That's how you. That's how you trick people into befriending you, even though you're bad at magic, like us. <laughs> Well, Lauren, you're currently good at magic. And that's why you're not playing magic anymore. So you won't have to you have to come down from that. Yeah, my ivory tower. Exactly. Well, I don't know if you run ivory tower. It's not very good in your deck. I was about to say that card's unplayable in Dihada. Yeah, I was going to say it's not unplayable in general. I play that in my red blue life gain deck that I made for casual commander. <laughs> of course, you have a is it life gain deck? Oh, yeah. Oh, it is. It is life gain deck. Yeah. It's it's sick. It's Dalakos, uh, the equipment guy, and um, he gives my creatures that are equipped haste and also flying and stuff. The haste is important because I put lifelink equipment on Heartless Hitsugu and then gain a bazillion fucking life and then manual Aetherflux everybody or like pay all of it into a treasonous ogre and do some expensive thing that kills everybody. And it's really, really, really funny. It's sick. I just... I just imagine a situation where you're like, oh, I love the merfolk from Theros Beyond Death. They're like, oh, Thassa's Oracle? And you're like, no, Dalakos. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most Josh shit I've ever heard. Ah, he's awesome, all right? He's, he's great. I have, like, an altar that I made of him. It's really, really fun. The deck's, the deck's honestly sick to play. You have so many cool... You get to play, like, Batterskull and Batterbone and all those other things that give, like, lifelink. And you get to put, like, lifelink on red creatures that deal, like, a fuck ton of damage to everything. And it's really, really fun. There's like, there's like, there's actually like an infinite mana combo in there just because like the deck's kind of, kind of mid and the infinite mana combo doesn't win you the game. You just have infinite <laughs> treasures forever and it's really silly. So that's, that's just in there just because like I've never actually won with it. So I feel like it's still <laughs> fine. Uh, Batterbone was my nickname in high school. Oh, really? Mine, mine was Batter Skull. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, I'm Lauren. Hi, I'm Josh. <laughs> All right, so I'll let you kick it off. I think I always do it first, and I'm gonna I'm gonna end on a hot dog and in, in oh, outro. Okay, and make sure it's an underscore hot dog outro. So if God you want to find me, you can find me at Elder Drunken Highlander, which is uh, the YouTube channel that I am a member of. We do silly casual deck techs, like a lot of the decks that I described in the podcast today. You can also sometimes catch me uh, as a member of the Pun Pals, and also occasionally writing for MNs. There's a lot of places. If you want to talk to me, I have a Discord, the Elder Dragon Highlander Discord, and uh, I'll respond to ads there occasionally. Don't abuse that. And uh, yeah. I at you every day and you never respond. Yeah, that's true. I delete your message every single time because I know you're just fucking trolling. You have my number. You could text me, and uh, I don't need this nonsense. You're about to get banned from my Discord server, young man. I'm Lauren also known as MTG underscore hot dog. Yes. Um, I'm a CDH tournament grinder. Uh, I spend too much time on Twitter. I What else do I do? I go to events. I like going to events. My next event is going to be Propaganda 2, which is going to be a CDH tournament held by my sponsor, Propaganda, in Koreatown, K-Town, right outside of DTLA, downtown LA. That's all the LA lingo for you. I'm the defending champion of the first propaganda tournament, so I have a title to defend. Um, and I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this tournament. And first place is an underground sea, so stakes are pretty high. But yeah, no, if, um, if you want to write me a letter, send me a telegram, please do. And if you enjoy our podcast, please tell your friends and convince them that we're funny.
when's the propaganda tournament? How far away is it from time of recording? As recording right now, it's three weeks away. Okay, so it'll be one week after the. No, no, it'll be one week. Yeah, it'll be happen. It will have happened one week in the past when this episode drops. Darn. So they can't actually send you a letter to the propaganda MTG location. Well, they can, in general, send me letters if they'd like. Oh, okay. That'd be. There you go. Do that. Send him. He's lonely. Send him a letter. You know, I, I feel like we're always a little professional and impersonal on this. I want to hear about. Just tell me about your day today. Just tell me. Walk me through it. All right. So I woke up. Hate the player. Don't hate the game, especially when the player is you. <clears throat> Pun to that. <clears throat> Let's try again. Hate the player, don't hate the game, especially when the player is you. Pun pal, 